And uh, welcome to another side episode of the uh, Jumping the Turnstile. Mm. I'm Jezbot. I'm Timmy Tango. Hey, I'm Sean Enough. <laughs> yeah, and here we go again for another round. round. Oh, really? What's going on here? Round two, Electric Boogaloo. Okay. Uh, we're just going to do a quick uh, catch up. I've got some notes here, so we might as well uh, just... Uh, uh, mouse at night. Mouse at night. Oh, the mouse is back, is he? Well, here's the thing. Every month I've got to recharge me ring security. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Security cam that goes up the front. Now, you should be getting this for Trevor. Your security cams, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, it sends you a text message going, recharge, recharge your thing. So I unscrew it off the front door and I uh, put it in the kitchen yep. and I plug it in. Yep. But so that when I'm walking past it, it doesn't go off and go off. Sure. I turn it, face the, the wall. T- the tiles, the tiles, right? Yeah. We go to bed about. Two o'clock in the morning. Bling bling. The oh, alarm goes off. It's facing the wall. Though. Cass Cass is like woken up. She doesn't know that it's facing the wall. She goes, There's someone at the door. There's right. someone at the door. And I go, Oh, what do you mean? What do you mean? She goes, like, the fucking ring just went off. And I went, Oh no, no, it's in the kitchen. It's in the kitchen. Oh, that's <laughs> they're in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's fucked up. Right. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, I've got to get up now and yeah. Do the circuit. Well, it's only five steps to the kitchen. Yeah, so. it's not a big house. Thanks for reminding me. And <laughs> what do I do? Call Batman. Yeah, yeah call Batman. The real one. Get an extension. So I, um, I, I creep out of the kitchen. Well, the dogs would have barked if that bloody... Oh, the doggos would have gone wild. Gone wild. They killed the dogs. They got the dogs. I'm they feeling, killed the dogs. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a ghost story coming up. So, like. well, here we go. But uh, I don't know. I didn't know. But then I get into the kitchen and I realise the... Uh, it's turned around and there's a little gap. And so what's happened is, I think we've got the mice walking past, doing their little scurry past the ring security camera on me fucking bench. Right. And sit and sounding off the alarm. Mm. So. Mission possible. I, here's the thing, right? It was either a ghost mouse or a real mouse. There's right. no mouse shit anywhere. Okay. It's like, there's usually, a, there's usually scattings. <laughs> Mousey mouse. Uh, yeah, but no, no signs of him. But like ghost mouse, real mouse. You decide. Maybe it's a. Um, did you find out if it was a mouse though? Or well, what else could I'm it gonna, be? I'm gonna set, I'm gonna bring it back inside because it did does say have the batteries night, does have night vision. Okay. So so I'll set it up in the kitchen. Because I'm finding, like, when I okay. did my vacuum, and I vacuum underneath the uh, the fridge, I'm finding little bits of dog food, which means... It's being pulled out. They're, it's been... they're doing a stockpile like little squirrels with nuts. Yeah. <clears throat> Saving up for the winter. Yeah. Those pesky mice are yeah. all over you. You can't stop business. them. It might not be the mice. Because I remember hearing this a couple of months ago, concerns about the, the ring security systems. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, no. I think you're fine. That actually, the ring security system, they were their major investors were like top rappers, like Nas. Okay, and, uh, okay. they made millions and millions of dollars off, and uh, they've sold their shares now. I think. Of course, yeah, like, So Nas you got beats. Jay-Z, you got beats yeah. by beats by Dre, doors by Nas. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but I, I just looked up some quick articles. I knew there was oh, concerns. You got salt and peppers, salt and pepper, salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the only one. The only yeah. rappers I know. You got iced tea. Forget it. Yeah, yeah. It's a milk product. Yeah. It's a drink. Iced tea. But yeah. I just read here that organisations raised major concern over Ring's lack of effort in protecting the data and security of users. I bloody knew it. Okay, because so the data is the new oil. 
So yeah, if you've got something that you can, that no, it's can... the new uh, uh, printer ink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did. We, yeah, we did <laughs> establish that last <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's worth it. It's worth a lot to whoever can um, gather it and sell it. Yeah. And um, so are they are they um, opening up my fucking camera and watching me do my gardening and shit? Well, apparently Ring has um, hasn't really made enough effort to protect the data and security of users, including permitting multiple login attempts that allowed bad actors to take control of people's Ring cameras. So. <sighs> You know. Okay, wait. Well, so bad actors. So is this is this like the out of work uh, actors? It's like now? Harry Connick Juniors. Uh, so what? So so is it is it is that likened to like you can get a GPS with Snoop Dogg's voice? Now you can get a doorbell that's a direct line to like I don't know. No, Al. I think it just means that yeah, like Jesus said, you don't never you don't know if like if if you have privacy or if Gwyneth Paltrow's watching. Okay, yeah, yeah, because I got she's oh, otherwise she's she's on the other end of the line having a goop. I've got I got myself a I got myself a yeah. Uh, uh, pet cube. I went into Harvey Norman. I, yeah, retail fucking, you know, man. What do you call it when you retail shop? Therapy. When you go retail shopping. therapy. Yeah. And so I got myself a pet cube. So it's like a infrared at night little box that you set up and it just watches the doggos. And okay. Because I wanted to see who's pissing on me fucking, All why right. they piss, why they're pissing inside. Okay. <laughs> I think it's the lightning and shit, but. Um, I always wondered, geez, I think it's pretty easy to hack into this little... Do, have I just set up a little spy uh, cube? You d- absolutely have. Is it? Do you, can you look at it from your phone? Yeah, we could. Well, you're fucked. A, yeah. You're fucked. Look, I only use it for when... Um, like, I'm not going to give him my whole security system. Please don't. No. <laughs> you're a fascist of a pet owner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pet owner? I thought you. Guys, I thought that was something else for a minute. Then. All right. Here's, yeah. here's something else. Pedo. Here's, no? here's, here's something else, Tim. <laughs> move yeah. away. Move away. From sure. That. Um, my gardening tip. Uh, well, it's not a tip, but I wanted to do a product pitch. Mm-hmm. Someone pitch, pitch that, that bitch. bitch. Yeah, and it's because uh, I've started to grow peppers. Minty me peppers. Okay. And I wanted to call. Got it your green. You got your red. Yeah, you, you got, got your green hot. and red and yellow. You got your mild. Um, Sergeant Sultan's Lonely Pepper brand. <laughs> Sergeant Sergeant Sultan's Lonely Pepper, Pepper brand. brand, presented by Salt and Pepper. <laughs> oh, that's yes. Salt and Pepper's product. They, 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 no, that, yeah, okay, maybe it is. Or what I was just going to say, what a spice, what a spice, what, what a, a, a good spice. spice. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, it works. Um, or or, or you, it's an ingredient, and then when you when you when you need the recipe, it's soup. Super doop, <laughs> super doop. <laughs> Is this our salt and pepper bit? Right. Uh, type five. <laughs> type five on salt and pepper. Yeah. Hey, you ever heard about those uh, salt and pepper? You remember salt and pepper from the Remember yeah, salt and salt pepper? Pepper? No. No, we don't. Shit. Who's salt and pepper? Shit. I loved salt and pepper in primary school, and in hindsight, that wasn't one of my best musical choices. They were great. Uh, we were talking about Fuck this you. the other day. Um, so, Tim, you bought yourself a Ferrente tape. <laughs> Which you're ashamed of, and I'm ashamed of my ugly kid Joe tape. Oh, I actually, had. I had ugly cho- ugly kid Joe sing- single. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, yeah. Child but this says, uh, "Won't you be my neighbor?" Do do do. That was the B side. Okay, was that yeah. B side? My child arrived just the other day. Oh yeah. Came into the world. Then I found out he was gay. Now, what's what's up with um? Which would be fine. Mm. It'd be in your, it'd be <laughs> fine. What's with the cover? Like, because you're allowed to do a cover song. Do you have to pay the artist to do the cover? Mm, okay, so here's the thing, right? Here's the thing about that. That that uh, it's a breach of copyright if you do the song. Um, 
exactly like it. Like if you if you do the song exactly the same, it sounds like uh, the Beatles. Paul McCartney. Like they wrote it. the song. You sing the melody, sing the theme tune, you play the theme tune, and you sing it exactly the same, <laughs> right? Yep. Um, you're allowed to do that. So let's just say, let's just say, for lack of a better artist, Madonna comes out, you know, and she wants to be a material girl, yep. right, in a material world. Yep. And then you could hear that song come straight out, put it out. So Kamal could do it. Kamal could do it, but he has to do it note for note, exactly the same. Uh, now, no, if he no changes scratchy, it at all, no if he goes... in it, extra, extra drums. If like, he says, and I am a material girl, <laughs> come right. Cross. Because I'm a material boy. Out. I'm an Indian material boy. <laughs> was, he, was he Indian? I think Kamal? so. Yeah, maybe. I'm an Indian. I mean, he might have been Sri Lankan. Ah, yes. Maybe. I don't know. Which is different. Mm. So, um, where were we going? <laughs> well, I'm just doing little bits. I'm reading out my notes. <laughs> don't be fooled no, by... So the, basic, uh, no, so basically, no, no. if you change the song, ah, it's yes. a breach of copyright. Okay. Go. Second notes. Um, this is more on the hip-hop uh, tip. Oh, yeah. This is okay. my field. Yeah. Don't be fooled by the rocks that I've got. Yes. I'm still Jezabot. Right, because uh, I went myself. I got up this morning and went. I woke up with inspiration to get some bloody big rocks. Yeah. We've been work doing that job in Temple's Day. Yeah, with big retaining wall. There's yeah. leftover rocks, volcanic rocks. So I've been dealing with my rocks all week, mm. handling my rocks. And I thought, geez, Saturday, Sunday morning, rock I'm gonna fever. Get, I'm going to get up, and I had rock fever. Yeah. And so I went and got these two massive bloody. You were you saw them. Yeah, they were big boulders. Yeah, yeah. So what were you doing this morning, Jez? Were you getting your rocks off? Yeah. Yeah. Off the truck. Off Off my ute. Yeah. Yeah. When does a rock become a boulder? Um, As soon as you need to use Egyptian-style methods of moving said boulders. Oh, okay. So what? So with ramps. Boulder rolls? Uh, uh, Well, I got the pipes, man. I got the pipes, the leverage with a brick and a... Okay. Iron bar, and then I put some pipes under it, and I just rock. Yeah, the but bars. like, like how, like how, slaves. like how, what's an abyss kind of question? How deep is it? Yeah. How deep is an abyss? When does it start go turn from a hole just into a deep like, hole into an abyss? Into an abyss, right? At which point do you transition? It's forty thousand feet. Uh, right. Um, when does a rock bold? Ah, yeah. When, do, when when's the bolding point? Yeah. What's the bolding point of a rock? Sort of off subject, sort of on subject, but it reminds me of a story. Okay, don't answer that. That was um, written in a song by an old story writer artist called Harry Chapin. Mm. And um, oh, my old man showed me this years and years ago when I was really, really young, but it's, you know, it's, it's a poignant story. And uh, the story's about a rock or a boulder. And I think, talking how we are, it's surpassed rock status, it's definitely a boulder. Okay. Um, yeah. Mind Old, you, older's boulder. Mind you, in hindsight, we're talking about like you know, okay, so like a really big rock, something that's you could imagine rolling down a hill that goes to boulder status. But if something like like for example, the largest rock that we know of, Uluru, Uluru, mm-hmm. no one's ever called that a boulder. No, no. And then and then at what point when a boulder's rolling down a hill, if it collects something else on the way down, like a tree stump or something like that, is that when is that an avalanche? Instantly, ah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's do we do we like? Look out, it's like a dry, rocks. it's like a dry avalanche. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what you call that. Because well, you can be in a my green, wife. You can be in a green. <laughs> 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 I see what you done there. Yeah, thank you. you can be in, a, be in a green desert. 
Mm-hmm. So like a, a date farm or a uh, monoculture, Ooh. like a, just one crop. Yeah. Okay. It's like, it's like a loveless marriage. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but no, back to the story. Mm. This rock sits above a small town perched yeah. on a mountain. Mm. And, a, and a young boy, he Coyote. swears he hears the rock moving in the middle of the night. Mm. And he, wokes, he woke in a snart. And he, said, he told the town, the rock is going to fall on us. Yeah. And mm. they said... You're mad. That rock's been up there forever, and it's never gonna fall. And and he kept trying to tell the townspeople that he swears he heard it moving. Swears yeah. he heard it moving. Yeah. Um. And the the town ended up making a laughing stock of him. Oh, you got your classic um boy who cried wolf. Boy who cried boulder. Basically, he cried boulder, and everybody treated him like he was crying wolf. Um. And you're a bad man. <laughs> yeah. And they laughed him out of the town. Yeah. Basically, had very little to do. Ostracized him. Yeah. Last yeah. laugh was on them when the. Fucking boulder fell on him. Well, <laughs> so one night he woke and he heard it creaking again. The right. rock is definitely moving. Mm. So mm. he hiked up the mountain mm. to the top of the mountain on his own. Everybody else was asleep in the middle of the night and there was no one to help him. So he, he climbed to the top mm. of the mountain as the, as the rock was moving more and more. And mm. as he got to the top, it creaked one really loud creak again. But what he did is he rudd to the edge of the rock and tried to hold it back Uh-oh. from the town. Oh, and Uh-oh. obviously he's a little man compared to a large rock. And the rock moved and started rolling. And then it rolled on top of him and crushed him. But it was his presence that stopped the rock oh. from rolling onto the he town. Di- he, okay, di- he, di- thought- he diverted the lava <coughs> stream, you know, mm. from the from the head in the town. But the irony was that the rock never did hit the town. He died saving the town, and they never knew that the rock was actually rolling. Okay, because I was going to crush them. And that's okay, how rock was... and roll was invented. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's a little known fact. It was, yeah. He, his you... name was Johnny. I was going to say. I was going to say. I was going to say the rock. He, he gets all the way up to the top, and he's inches away from saving saving them, and the rock falls and crushes the entire entire town. And the only survivors they get out of the wreckage and they look up, and he's just there going, "Oh, on the thing they're gone." Johnny, who has motive for pushing that fucking rock because we ostracized him, mm. yeah. he done it. Uh, I didn't yeah. know. I think no, it's I'm a, trying to save you. I think, we, I think it more, <laughs> would be more That's like right. uh, kill the people you love. That my favorite um, author and uh, book ever written is Flat Stanley, mm-hmm. and uh, the boy that gets crushed by a poster. The only book Jeremy's ever read. Yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I would I would say that the boulder would Goose make pups. him into a fucking Flat Stanley scenario. To be honest with you, go underneath doors and, and I should I shouldn't bring this up, but. Don't. I will. We almost lost um, a very close friend of ours um, last week at work with me. Um, we almost had a tragedy on site. What's that? Where you almost died. Me? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. That would have crushed your head yeah, but, open. But I am swift. Like a tiger. The... You did. Yeah. You did. You were ninja. You were... Dog... I caught it. Four meter steel post. RHS. 90 mil. 90 by 90, two mil, right? Yep. Uh, if it wasn't an inch. If we're, we're chucking it in the hole, we're, you know, getting the levels and stuff and you know, widening the hole and stuff. And so I take the pole out and I lean it up against the gutter of the house. Well, we both lent yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, And then I get out, clean the hole out and then I fucking back into it a little bit and it slides down the gutter and I'm going, oh, I was on my phone a second earlier and I've just gone boom, put in my thing. Lucky. He's going, take it. And I've looked up and I've just gone and caught the pole. Like, caught it. Well, because it was, 
caught it. It if, was going to crush. It would have hit well, him far square in the far. Well, you know, do you know, <laughs> be, you know, no. Bef- before it, because be, it was going down, sliding down the gutter. Yeah. And then as it as it came off the edge of the, the gutter, it that was the space that was actually falling. The rest of it was just resting in a slide. <laughs> so it wasn't going that fast. So I was able to just no, catch yeah, it. it didn't go full uh, full uh, terminal velocity. And 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 to be yeah. honest, it, it was yeah, but if you <laughs> workplace safety, all's well that ends well, fellas. Yes, c- correct. Have you got your own insurance? Don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is yeah, here we go. Because that would have cr- that would have crushed my bank account. <laughs> yeah. As well as across the competition, across the competition. Um, you know that's uh, that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> no, that's right. That's right. But uh, we all survive these things. Don't we? we try to. We try to. We try it's, to get uh, right. it's one day at a time. Survival. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've come up with a few survival methods. Um, yep. I need my long life food uh, storage. Uh, UHT I'm, I'm starting to think about buying um, grain in bulk and burying the grain. Mice. In in like mice. Burying it with a full mouse proof tub. Mm-hmm. And then like you know, like a like a bulk rice. Imagine that. Bulk rice. Yes. And then you get your house renovated in, in you know, five, yeah. ten years' time. We sell it. The next people renovate it. And, go, you know, like, you the get, garden, where they? the fuck was a bowling ball under the house? Yeah, yeah. Why is there a tub of rice buried under yeah. the house? Yeah. But if they're smart enough, they'll find my silver. Oh, wait, no, no, never mind. Okay, because we never did have that rice uh, rice crisis. Rices. Uh, rices? No, we didn't. They said that we were... Remember the first toilet paper... You know, um, scramble. Yeah, <laughs> toilet paper. Yeah, oh, oh you've been there. Wipe me bits. Yeah. Uh, yes. Also, with you, the <laughs> rice. They did the rice. They, they took the rice as well, and the pasta. Mm, the pasta. They the took pasta, big the bags rice. of rice. We're just saying, Sean. Sean just ducked out for another drink, but uh, we we're talking about the, uh, the the rice crisis. The rices never actually eventuated. Hey, that's uh, true. And Jesbot was talking about stockpiling rice, but it's it's readily available still. I mean, half of it's plastic, yeah. as we found out in another yeah, episode. Really, I did actually, and ashamedly will admit that I bought a big bloody big bag of rice. Good on ya. Yeah, but but adding <laughs> to the crisis or no, evading the crisis for eating. Yeah, well, I know, but I like think... I know, but if we all take the toilet paper, the fucking yeah, but a raw bag of rice, you know, one cup. But, the, but you, the, need you one go cup down the rice, rice hole, there's no that's fucking true. rice. I know, I know Jesus what you're talking Christ. about there, and that's why I don't usually participate in these panic buying. Uh, and on, I will, I'll, in my defence, this was like really early in the piece. This is like everyone was already panic buying, and I was still living in town, and I just thought there was part of me that was like, I oh, better just get something that lasts, like yeah. just yeah. in case. Like I didn't get anything else. I just, just in case. If shit really hit the fan, I've got a big bag of rice, and I wasn't adding to yeah, like okay. the, that's what all the ladies say. Yeah. yeah, to the to the general crisis because I didn't get it from your um, two major flippity sticks uh, suppliers. I actually <laughs> went to one of the Asian grocers where they yeah. sell it bulk, real cheap, and it's way better. And they had yeah. heaps. Yeah, and it's like in those white sacks of rice, like yeah. it's um, a hessian, and it boils so, better, boys. Does it? Yep. The bulk rice. Yeah, you go, you go get your. Um, Classic uh, sun sunrise sunrazier sunrazier rice and uh, starchy very starchy. You wash it off a fair bit before you give it the old boiler rooney. But uh, when we get the big big saga bags, (laughs) um, (laughs) minimal 
rinsing. That's just <laughs> <laughs> rice corner. Yeah, less less starch. And that actually reminded me of a, a program I watched of a guy on the on the hunt for umami. Mm. Remember that, that? It's like the fifth flavor or the sixth flavor. No, what? I'm, what? So well, to well, run through the flavors. Umami, Can you run through the flavors and then add umami on the you end? You got salt. Yep. You got vinegar. Pepper. You got no. Well, <laughs> well, salt, sweet, salt and pepper. Sweet, salt. salty, sweet, savory <laughs> vinegar. No, that's in salt. Yeah, well, okay. I don't know, like, what, yeah, how do you... Oh, so, so, so it's like a flavour base. So you've got salt, savoury... Sweet and sweet, savoury and sweet. salty and whatever you've got. Those flavours that you... Well, your tongue, that's boys. Four. Your, tongue, your tongue. Okay. It has five areas of... Um, flavour. Flavour zones. So the back <laughs> of your tongue is like um, the sour, or the sides are sour. Mm-hmm. You know when you have a sour warhead? Oh, the sides tingle. Sides tingle. If mm. a sweet is the tip of the tongue. Okay. Back is vinegar... Uh, this is all from memory. I, let's let's. Yeah, right, it. I've just looked it up quickly. So the, the the tip of the tongue is sweet. Mm-hmm. The back is bitter. Uh huh. The front mid half is sour, and then uh, the back half. Yep. Before bitter is salty. But there is an there's another flavor profile. Yes, this is what umami. you're talking. Umami. And right. there's, a, there's another there's other pictures here which show umami as is the main part of your tongue. The center of your tongue is umami. Um, oh, so umami is like the Venn diagram of all the um, flavors, all the flavors, and where it all meets in the middle is umami. Is a meal, possibly? Because you're talking about like how platypi, platypuses have a sixth sense, mm-hmm. right? Right. Look that one up quickly. Psychic yeah. ability. So they have an extra sense. Okay. Touch, feel, sight, hearing. Umami. And, and the other one. And um, the umami. Umami. <laughs> and it's got something to do with their tail with the poison barb or... No, no, electrical Ooh. sensors. They can... they can um, Pick up sonar. Sonar, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. there you yeah, go. Yeah. Is that because of the duck bill? Uh, yeah, the watery duck bill. And, you know... <laughs> well, it says here that they have a unique sixth sense. Um, it's, as they waver from side to side, this is what they're doing with their duck-like bill. They uh, activate their sixth sense, which is called electroreception. And this is when their mechanoreceptors, re- mechano mm-hmm. like touch receptors on their bill, are able to detect electrical charges from objects. Boom. So they can, uh, yeah, taste. And that's um, and that's umami. <laughs> yeah. No, what I see, I thought maybe I liked umami. Like um, I don't know, know what it is that it was. I don't know of, what it is. I assumed it was like uh, um, I don't know, like soy sauce, which it is. But this guy's on the hunt for umami, and it turns out that umami. We still haven't really. I don't know what, it is. what umami it's, is. If something tastes bad, it's got lots of umami in it. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> shit, so shit um, piss. Um, <laughs> no, no, that's ammonia in. I mean, this is quite. I mean, I'm talking personally, like my my taste buds sort mm-hmm. of thing. But everything it turns out that I don't really have a great amount of time for yep. is chock full of umami. Can we so, see if the uh, so the yeah, let's see got if umami this, uh, basil seed <laughs> and passion fruit Chinese drink has umami in it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. continue on, continue yeah. on. So it turns out that um, a lot of fermented goods are chock full of umami and like the worst seafood, the more seafoody seafood you can get uh, and seaweedy stuff. Sulfury, yeah. Seaweedy, shellfishy, um, Scum of the bloody ocean. Yeah, bottom that feeders. sort of stuff is umami, and um, <laughs> apparently chefs have been searching for this umami flavour for ages. And they wouldn't they you do be it. wouldn't you be looking to get rid of it if it's all the shit they bits? They just let that's what it's like. They have 
No, they, you got they to revel in it. You got to identify it so you know how to break the rules. Like if you know what the rules are, you know how to break them. Okay. So you need to find a mummy so you know it's, how to use it. Yeah, it's like it's like jazz. It's the notes yeah, you don't play. Exactly. Yeah. So you got to know the notes. Yeah. You just don't play them. I didn't learn C. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Just just out of spite. C major. Just out of spite. Yeah. <laughs> I have a keyboard where a C note doesn't work. Yes, yeah. and I know how that keyboard broke. Uh, we were at a gig. <laughs> and Ads Ads Dinux and I were watching uh Tenfold perform and you're up there um singing it's belting out a tune. Yeah. And um you did you did a full belt back where you go you know, like just leave us alone. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> and you you sort of flayed back and landed on your keyboard and, and busted broke, just, broke the keys broke your C. keyboard actually. Completely broke your C. It's a different keyboard, but I did actually did. That was because I we put laughed. so much effort into my performances did. that I used to hyperventilate after. If I could leave me alone, I'd I'd sometimes fall over. I I fell off stages. Oh, I've seen oh, it. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. It's hilarious. I love I love the one I was watching you boys and the guy does the stage dive. He was like pursed maga and he did the oh old stage dive God. with like there was twenty five people there and the oh, big crowd. Oh, can and I just can I can I can I um, recall the can memory. I tell you the story it was one of those stages which was like um, yeah it was just put to, it was a put together it was probably milk crates underneath and it had like MDF and it chipboard, had yeah, yeah. chipboard and it had all different levels going on it was it was it was motley it was not to yeah. code it was you a Franken stage Franken stage yeah. right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this guy got up it was it was our first performance of this particular band yeah Multi uh, phlegm? No, it was um, tranquil. Skin biscuits. Skin biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> and As Sergeant got, Pepper's lonely uh, pepper salt, brand. Anyway, salt and pepper based band. Um, <laughs> he, he ripped his shirt off and he jumped up on the stage, ripped his shirt. This, this had like, we're talking like bent nails and screws and things at different level. Lots, lots of chipboard. Lots yep. of chipboard. And the chipboard edges, you know how it starts to... Recycled chipboard, yeah. Yeah. And this dude whips up his, whips up his shirt, does a full-on backspin, shreds oh. his back, right? Oh. Fucking shreds his back. And then got up and went, yeah, Duff Gardens, hurrah. And then jumped out into the to the crowd where no one wanted to get covered in blood Yeah. So everybody stepped aside, whether they were even there to, yeah, they, in they the first weren't. Place. They weren't. I was off to the side. And this but... dude. Well, it was pre-COVID, but it was post-AIDS. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and he did a full Superman in soup from Superman to a Jesus Christ. Uh, frog pose. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus frog, frog pose. pose. It's a Jesus frog pose. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and which is uh, the sound his head made when a... he hit he hit the deck already bleeding, and. Fucking annihilated himself. Broke his oh, cheekbone, yeah. three ribs. He had it shredded his back. Fucking, it, it was just, it was, it was carnage, like vomitus. And this is right. why the French do it right, and the the um, Europeans they yep. they use their tongue. They introduce alcohol very casually at a very young age. Okay, the sippity doo here and a glass of wine there and le, ca- le casual. So by the time you get liberty, liberté, <laughs> le freedom, uh, and all the good things are French. <laughs> yeah. Baguette, uh, beurre, croissant, oui oui, papouze. Um, uh, the skunk. 
Oh yeah, um, do you know what? Just on French a side note, toast. Well, right, right, right. Yeah. It's still not. Um, it's not politically incorrect to do the French voice, isn't it? Okay. No, well, you're not punching down. <laughs> okay. Aren't you? No, because the French uh, were colonizers and were world. Um, dominators at oh, one we got, stage. So we got okay. Napoleon to thank for that. Yeah, and, We can still and, take the piss out of, Napo- out of French because of Napoleon. Yes. I think I think his plan's backfired. Mm. <laughs> Waterloo. <laughs> da, 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 that's about yeah. it. Um, yeah. So, drip feed your you younglings. Yeah. So the first time they go out and they hear um, Tenfold and the sick boots of DJ Rolex oh, skin. Oh, what did you call us? Um, uncircumcised skins or something? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you called us? <laughs> and so they don't fuck up. Yeah. Day one. Like, so first bit of freedom, first gig, think you can get away with backspinning yeah. and cr- crowd diving. Because he it's saw... back in, to jail, mate. In his head, he saw... 100 people because he's seeing double. He saw he saw that Beach Street scene where they're all where they're all coming in. Oh, you mean with the um Prince guy that was Prince Light. Um, <laughs> Prince Light. Diet, Diet Prince. What was his name? Turbo or... I actually think it was Prince. No, no it was uh Oh no. Oh no, Turbo it was Prince Light. Is he? Was it Turbo? <laughs> well, who's the other guy? The guy with the, like the whack mustache. Oh, Prince Light is um is is the other guy that just died. Actually, there was there was Turbo. There was that chick, and there was um the guy, the other guy, the Spanish guy, <laughs> Prince Light. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so give him a little bit. Give him a little bit of a uh, less sippity doo da. Mm. Um, if um if my French. Yeah, is correct. That makes sense. That makes oh, sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like everybody post lockdown. Mm-hmm. Even seasoned drinkers, yeah, going going to lockdown and um, came out first night on the town, and then everybody ended up in a bit of strife. Yeah. And, and the mm. way I introduced uh, my crack habit, like I would just do, you just do it small, it's a little bits of crack at a time, little bits, little yeah, bits, just a little, little bit, and then you build up to the full blown a, a pebble here, a rock there, a boulder there, <laughs> a shard here, a shard there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's disgusting, <laughs> but um, yeah, don't do PCP, don't do meth, don't do um, any of those drugs. Stay in school. Stay in school. No, don't go to school. Don't go to school. You'll probably get COVID. Yeah, you're true. not going to learn anything. <laughs> no, not on my bloody watch. Not if I was your teacher. Oh, I'd like to bring something up that I haven't really talked about, but um, my burgeoning—is that the word for it? My burgeoning um, voiceover career. Mm-hmm. On uh, Kiss FM, you want to hear the sultry sounds, the velvety sounds of Jezbot's voice. Yeah, you're listening to them right now. Uh, listen to <laughs> Kiss FM, not the Kiss FM commercial Kiss FM, the dance Kiss FM. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one. And you'll also hear DJ Relic on Thursdays between 9.30 and, or 9 and 10.30. You, what you want to do is get the app, the mm. Kiss Dance Radio app. Yeah? KissFM.com.au. Kiss um, and then you can just you can you can stream it from there, or you can get the app. It's great. Yeah, and, uh, and we're on every week. DJ Relic and cohorts are on the radio. From yeah, because 9 to 10 yeah, because we've been recording them at the latest gig that I've been playing, and uh, so we're doing live recordings, and then we're sort of you know the hosties hosties with the mosties. But I, I've been playing down at uh, the old Chapel Street, and and, and like I uh, mentioned in another episode that. Uh, there's uh, phenomenons that are happening in the scene. And I was out in the alleyway packing up my gear mm. and I've looked over over the rooftops of uh, Chapel Street over this alley and I can see a red light mm. that's just floating there. Ah, I love it so right? far. And 
I've always got my look on. I'm always got you're always pictures. gazing. You're I'm always, always gazing. I'm, I'm having always having a good gaze all the time. And uh, I see this. I see this thing float. You've seen up it? There. I did seen it. Right. And uh, you know, you can see the little red dot there. Oh, it's it's floating. And so I so in in true form. And what I've learned from um, any kind of viewing is you've got to grab whoever you can fucking grab and go, go. Look, look at that. Look at that. What is that? What is that? Over there. Is it a bird? Is, is it, it a, a plane? Or is, is it, it a, or is it a uh, drone? Well, well, it, it turned out to be a drone, but that's not the part of the story, right? right? What the story is, is that I called over a 20-year-old dude and yep. just picture your, your classic um, flannel um, oh. hipster. <laughs> Hipster type dude. He's got he's got a moustache, blonde moustache. But it's not a fully grown man's moustache. No, it's a full grown man's moustache. Oh right, right. And he's got he's got a cap on his head, red red cap, which is loosely fit. It's mm. just like sitting on top. He's, he's a bit of a hipster, this guy. Yep. Um, and and I would say hip to it, right? So a likely uh, candidate for for. For a good back and forth on UFO on conspiracies. UFOs. Yes. Correct. So I say, what is that? And he, and and. This is looking at the world through the blind's eyes, okay? Or through rose-colored glasses. No, well, he looked up in the sky and he goes, ugh, ugh. And I went, what is that? What is that? It's not a helicopter because it's not flashing and it's not a plane because it's not moving. So what is it? And he said, yes, well, oh, I think it's... um." I think it's a light anomaly, which is created oh, from the spill from the classic, Chapel Street. The classic swamp gas. Classic swamp gas scenario. But what he he was saying, it's a um, it's a light um, it's a light anomaly. So I said, so are you telling me it's not a UFO? It's a mirage. We're not actually. It's not actually there. And I said, and like I was saying, like if it was a mirage, we're both seeing the same mirage, <laughs> right? That so happen. that's even more fascinating than uh, that. Only happens UFO in a Bugs Bunny, uh, Daffy Duck duo, and they're in the desert and they both see the mirage. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Rabbit season, duck season. Shouldn't have taken a wrong turn at Albuquerque. Yes, that old chestnut. Um, so he saw what a normal from the light. And I said, nah. Can, can we at least go to drone before we go to mirage? <laughs> and so he he was not interested, right? Not interested. And I watched this thing for a while, and it, it was it was clearly a drone, yeah, acting like a UFO, yeah. Um, and it came straight over the top of us, and I grabbed one of the other guys, and I said, "Boys, come over! It's fucking! It's coming! It's coming back! It's coming back! Come check this out! It's, what is it? Because it was m- much closer." And the other guy. His analysis was he looked up and he went, Yeah, I think it's a uh, it's a smokestack or a chimney. Oh, uh, or a crane. I said, It's a fucking red light, dude. Uh, no, no, I think that's from the chimney. I think that's from the chimney. There's no chimneys out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well this floating chimney. The same thing happened, and this is what we talk about with future prediction, like when the disclosure the the aliens actually land on the in the fucking footy field. And you're watching it live on TV. You're not even going to believe it then. Like, mm. case in point, mm. Wilson's Prom. Mm. Uh, one of our classic um, UFO U- sightings. UFO sightings. In a group. Like 12 of us. And I, I, I'm taking a piss in the ocean, or Tim is, and, and we look, we're looking up. It was one of us. And, and say, what, what's, all those, what's all that stuff going on in, in space up, up there? Like where the satellite should be, but like moving back and forth and like over. It's like down and going, t- going down in a line and then going up and weaving through the line it sort of created. But out of our, um, out of our um, firmament, mm-hmm. out, out of the out of the dome, 
definitely yeah. in space, right? It was definitely in space. And we're watching it and we're watching it. And everyone comes over and you can see the reality sitting in or the, the wall, the wall come up in some people's minds where they are seeing the same thing that you're seeing, just like the red light. Mm. And they... They smokestack it. Refuse to see what you're seeing. They, they say it's an illusion of your eye. It's the smog or the, 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 the yeah. frost and the stars. Or it's a, it's a firefly closer to us and you, you're just seeing it. You're seeing a firefly. Close to us and you think it's out in space because it's so small and so... Depth of perceptions. Yeah. So we, we see this a bit in society today, uh, in, like in terms of double speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is this an example of double think? Where people are just, just like, oh, that is something, and I'm just going to open myself into territory which will expose me to ridicule. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, it's and too and much. What, and what they're calling is like, you know, you've heard this one, the gaslighting. You know, they're everyone saying gaslighting, gaslighting, and it's yeah. like that's a play from the 1940s about this husband that. Um, convinces the wife that um, he's not trying to kill her, even though she's going, I know you're trying to kill me. I think it's something based around that. And it's like, yep. uh, they, they're gaslighting you right as you're seeing it. Replacing you're seeing, reality with their own reality. Yeah. You're seeing the UFO land and they're saying to you, you're not seeing what you're it's seeing. Yeah. It's and not that's called gaslighting. Yeah. It's a, it's a chimney. It's a um, light anomaly that's created by the fusion of the um, interference of light coming off Chapel Street yeah. and and turning into a little red dot, is it? And, and what they love to do is the horizon, the ship on the horizon. Mm-hmm. And when there's certain... I'm making this up as I go along, but there's fact. a fact. It's a certain um, spectrum of light that hits the um, horizon and hits the ship and makes the ship look like it's upside down. Or floating. Or floating. Yeah, I've seen that. It, floating in the air, but it's not. Yeah. And you can sometimes see cities floating because yep. it's... Mm. Or mountain ranges. Yeah. Um, it's not there. It's not there. You're Can't not seeing see it. it. Can't see it. Can't see it. So what will it take? What, 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 what What's it going to take? take? Would it take a shake? No, it's going to take... Is that what you do? You gonna, shake the person it, you it, it won't be in full uh, consciousness of, of, the, of the community until... Today, tonight, or covers it, covers it. Yeah, until <laughs> until Channel Nine or, or Herald Sun goes. Yes, aliens are real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You until won't, it becomes you, approved groupthink, they're not going to. They're not going to accept it. Mm. Mm. Approved groupthink. By the time they <laughs> approve the groupthink, mm. we're all thinking eh, something else. Yeah, it's something they're, they're. Yeah, I like how the news grabs something that they know can't deny is happening, but they rebrand it. Mm. Rebrand. It's like, oh, this is happening, but it's actually this. Yeah, and it really loads people up with that. Their arguments. Those, those the same people that refuse to. Well, believe. give us a classic example. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, you see a protest. Well, yes, oh, and, okay, then, yeah, and then yeah. you attach a, you, a you different. See, you see the footage of a peaceful protest, and, and they, then by the time it gets onto the six o'clock news, there were it's a violent breakout, violent arrests. Where well, yeah. a, a protest Erupts. is a good example. Just to go there, um, like. Just to like be on topic, the um, the anti-max. These like we've had we've had uh, these uh, protests recently, which have basically been pro-choice, pro-freedom, mm-hmm. um, are only relative to these maximus maximuses, um, because that is a hot topic at the time. But it's not, um, it's not about anti-max. Now this brings me back to something that I spoke about in the last episode. How um, we were just paraphrasing things or are we called out certain 
elements of the future in our that's future episode mm-hmm. yeah. where we said um that possibly um that that the outcome for the future might be uh disease related mm-hmm. and that was uh, uh eight to ten months before we were actually in the midst of a disease yeah. uh quote unquote crisis um but i did on an episode and i don't know which number it is so i'm still looking for it but we actually talked about um how noticed that there was a few things coming up in the news that I just thought that they were popping up a bit too much. And it just seemed like, to me, that it was like a narrative that was being uh, sculpted. Uh, but we didn't and, know and, what. and that's exactly right. Like we always say, they'll, they'll uh, sculpt the narrative with the movies they play on free-to-air, like, um, you know, yeah. that during the COVID stuff. Die was, Hard. Was, well, during the, <laughs> that's a good Christmas movie, the best Christmas movie, some would say. But um, during the early COVIDs, they would play Outbreak. That was, play... was on six months leading up to it. Yeah, as well. and also the um, Cloverfield or the, uh, you know, one of those one but, of those fucking ramping us up to this is what's about to happen. Get mm. ready for this. Yeah, but one thing I noticed was uh, what, what got my attention was like all this coverage that Flat Earth was getting. Yeah, it did. It, and it how was it was like this legitimate spike, movement yeah. that we sort of had to be concerned about. And I'm sure that through having exposure, it might have influenced more people to feel that way. But I don't know how many people were actually thinking about that at the time. Because um, I know a lot of people that are willing to think about things freely, and I've, I've, I've never met a genuine flat earther. Well, no, that's right. They, they, were, God, they were leading us to believe that there was a true movement of people that actually believe in flat earth. And when, when you really look at, back at it, like you're saying, I don't know anyone that honestly, truly believes that. No. Um, and it seemed like that narrative was a device to get us to either question science or to... I think it's a point. I think it's a, a, it's a ploy to say it was anything, a, anything other is crazy. Yeah, I think it was... And like crazy, I said at the, the time... Yeah, yeah. If you don't think Darwinism... Um, natural selection, um, round earth, <laughs> round earth. <laughs> you, <laughs> you're weird, you idiots. Well, that's the thing. That's the point that I was trying to make at the time. That it seemed like that they were trying to create like a, a clearly fallible a smoke conspiracy screen. theory that made that attracted nut jobs and was easy to to look at as a bunch of nut jobs. And then they proceeded to attach. Every other conspiracy theorist. It's a warm with up. That. It's a yeah. warm up. Yeah. But one thing we didn't notice at the time, and this is a long time ago, I noticed there was that subject. There was another subject, and I also said I noticed that anti-vax was making a comeback, and mm. I specifically said I don't know why. Go and get your kids vaccinated, your mugs. Oh, and that oh you was said the episode that, you, you were looking for. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I said that. I said, but it seems like it's connected somehow. Mm. And here yeah. we are um, now. We have these protests, and you see it on the news, and it's always touted as. Anti-maxers. Yes. Yep. You're an anti-maxer. Yeah. Like, and that's my own self-censorship because otherwise it'll probably get censored. Otherwise. That's right. So, yeah, yeah. But there we are. There we are. We're now, and, but how that's portrayed in the news is as like these anti-max protests. And do you know what? That you would find that the vast majority of those people weren't in the category of anti-maxers that they were sort of bringing attention to back you know, yeah, 12, and, 24 months ago. And yeah, I think, and, and they're right, they, they're doing that now with uh, Puanon. Because uh, I don't want to say it, yeah. the word, but um, they are linking now. Like everything is a, a instead of saying, "Oh, an Alex Jones conspiracy, conspiracy, JFK, and all that." That's all really old school stuff. But 
doing the flat earth thing is a way for them to, to link any kind of Cookiness. fringe, maybe anti-government or anti-establishment idea yep. to a QAnon or a flat earth. They, they, they get everyone's mind to go, anyone that thinks outside of the norm is a QAnon or a flat earther. Yeah. And, and it totally um, discredits any kind of research or... Fuck, we know the yeah. CIA brought in the cocaine. We know that the light, light globe cabal. They went, <laughs> yeah. they went from 10,000 hour light globes to fucking 1,000 1, hours yeah. worldwide over five years. And it was because they brought up all the light globe factories and said, these little globes aren't getting replaced enough. Make them shitter. Inbuilt mm. obsolescence or whatever. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that. A lot of inbuilt obsolescence. I think I've got some. I think this podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the salts cons- conspiracy. Wasn't that wasn't that one we came Unsalted up with as well? Salt? No, where they they just uh, they wanted to create a salt crisis, so they blew the side out of the um, Saxon table salt building. Oh yeah, that's right. Built out. Didn't <laughs> that's right. That was molten salts. A molten, molten salts. Molten salts. So yeah. so the yeah, it was an episode that Sean brought this uh, clip up where the uh, molten salt factory wall wasn't um, secure enough, was it? No, they wasn't. And, and you pile up enough molten salts against the wall, eventually it's going to collapse. Yeah, yeah, it's just strange that they would stock so much salt up against but it's a brick a, wall. But it's that one grain of salt that broke the camel's back. Would be, uh, yeah, yeah. And isn't that a metaphor for... Isn't that for everything too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's just an example of how realities can be slightly twisted into a gaslighting experience. Mm. Wow. Mm, that's deep. full circle. <laughs> that is deep. And what do you do with all this? Why are they hoarding all the molten salts? Why are they? Because it's so bloody expensive. It's trendy. But is it expensive? Or are they making the um, the market? You know, so are they di- making salt? You know, are they mining? They're mining it and shipping it. Plenty of diamonds and there's plenty yeah, yeah. of gold, but and silver. But you you, you falsify the uh, the value of it. Mm. Yeah, so create the impression of scarcity. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Yeah, there you go. We do. They do it with all sorts <laughs> of products. Get people trying to line up. I mean, toilet they, paper. They, yeah, toilet paper. They do it with uh, you know like designer sneakers. They get idiot kids buying the same sneakers with a slightly different color pattern or something, mm. and like oh, your normal version that they're a hundred you know fifty dollars, which is probably too much. But you know, get the ones with the uh, you know the symbol on it backwards, and they're five thousand dollars. Yeah, and there's it's only the five thousand. And you know what? That they really started to get slack, didn't they? The shoe companies, the kicks companies, where they would just say, "Look, here's a white shoe with a bunch of textures, and you <laughs> you just colour them in." Like, and you pay extra for yeah. that. Yeah, we give you a Posca. Is that a? Is that a? Uh, yeah, that's a thing. A, that's a, that's a, they, they still use them. But how do you create the impression of scarcity for a product? You do you say that if you don't have it you'll die and everybody wants it so bad they're not letting you have it? Well, you do a mm. simple um, Beach a Boy way. Beach Boy scenario, payola um, grift, where um, the Beach Boys just bought up all their own records. Oh, I thought you were going to say beaches. No, well, they couldn't swim. One of them drowned or something like that. Oh, wow. Um, uh, drummer, from, drummer from Dev Leopard's only got one arm. But... Um, <laughs> What they would do, what he did was, Brian Wilson or whatever, he would just, you know, the single would come out and he went to every record store and he had like a trunk full of his own records because it, it gave that idea of scarcity. Like, yep. Now, unlike the, uh, what, what ads and I did, Clever. we went around to like 15 or 20 um, JB Hi-Fi's with our CDs and just put them in the rack. Huh. Yep. So, because the idea was that JB Hi-Fi, if you if two or three people order a particular album, 
then they have to stock it. You just did like a CD so, photo, photo bomb. It's genius. Yeah. So yeah. so then so then people would see the CD and go, oh, yeah, give this a crack. Go up. They'd scan it. It wouldn't scan. And they'd type it in. That'd count as one search. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. And they're like, what is this? We can't find it. And they we find the category this. and they find it. And then they order. They it. update their details because somebody must not have punched well, it you in. You get a very angry call from a solicitor saying, yeah. "Stop putting all your cease and desist." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look, it never worked. They never stocked it. <laughs> but look, 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 look. look. Oh, look if I'm a um, marketing guy and I, and I take you guys on, as you know, you do better than that. I, I mark, I'll try to do something. Right, give than me, that. pitch me. Well, you pay for spots. You actually pay radio stations to play your music at the Isn't right time. Isn't that payola? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's... so that's how you get your music on the radio. Like, you, you need to break through. Mm-hmm. To the um, other side? And, and YouTubes and um, the, the, the tri- triple, triple J, Unearth and stuff. It's, it's just a way to try to get ears on your... Yeah, on your product, mm-hmm. and the best way to do that is to pay people to put a step forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah. otherwise, it's just going to just going to get lost in the endless supply of music, endless mm. streaming service, endless artists, endless, endless. Yeah, it it's is. ridiculous. Yeah, it you is. You can't keep up. You don't know when your favorite artist has released their last album anymore. Like, you know, I used to get right into Mike Patton, Faith No More, still love it. Mm-hmm. He's probably released six albums since the last time I bothered to look. Found out, yeah. 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 That's right. Because, yeah, like, yeah, youth stations, they they play youthful music. And, um, and <laughs> like, and your other thing. stations that play your classic rock and that, they're just sticking to the, the classics. They're not diversifying into, you know, what your new artist is releasing. Well, I mean, Stevie Nicks from Fleetwood Mac is still making money from that. Uh, yeah. Trying that's times that's in her do. life. I think there was a bit too much cocaine. Cocaine. I thought you were going to say. I thought yeah. you were going to say start like your pitch to me was going to be like start writing songs that they can use on um, TV commercials. Yeah, you know. Well, t- like I tell a you good what, KFC tell ad song. You're or... not diverse enough. You're uh, anyway. <laughs> Speaking Thanks. of Stevie Stevie Nicks, and I actually didn't get into this. Steam. Um, I think I only just mentioned this on a, on a, an episode. As we were closing, but I went and saw Fleetwood Mac right. when they last played in Melbourne, and it was at a time of year, um, a couple of years ago, just just before everything sort of shut down, and we were getting like an influx of brilliant international artists. Yeah, we were. Everyone was coming yeah, here we to were. play, yeah. almost like they knew they weren't going to be able to play for a couple of years. But we we had a quite a few massive artists. Yeah, and um, that night was amazing. Um, they played. Brilliantly, and they played with uh, Neil Finn. Was uh, fun. Neil <laughs> Finn was he played with them, and they oh, played. Wait, wait, uh, wait, Sean. Tim Tim Sims. Tim uh, Funs. Tim Sims. Oh, Tim Fun. Tim Finn eats his dindins at diligently. Tim, Tim Sims while Tim's chins on the bin's rim. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. So <laughs> this concert, they played the, uh, a couple of classic Crowded House songs, Don't Dream It's Over, which is a classic uh, New World Order awareness song. It's bloody beautiful. And if you and it really is, if you listen to it... It's, don't Dream It's Over. It's not the... Um, I don't know. I used to think it was like a love song or something, you know. Don't Dream It's Over. But anyways, not get into that. 
But then later on in the show, um, that sort of they had a intermission, and Mick okay. Fleetwood stayed out playing his drums. And um, so you say intermission, but what he was doing is a fifteen-minute drum solo that everyone goes, "Oh, I'll just take a piss now." And yeah, actually, right. was a fifteen-minute drum solo. Peculiarly, in in the middle of it, that's when the other singers go back and do the cocaine. Yeah, he started doing a call and response, which at this point the crowd's right behind everything that Fleetwood Mac's doing. Sure, it had, you know, it's a it's a large crowd, obviously a bit older, but they're being as energetic as they can, and. Um, <laughs> And right into it. But then he starts doing this call and response. And he starts off by going, skibba-da-boo-ba-da-boom. And, again, that, and then the crowd goes, skibba-da-boo-ba-da-boom. You oh, know? Wow. It was just scatting. And then, do-do-do-boom-ba-doom-boom. And he goes, ba-ba-la-ba-la-ba-loo-ba-loo. And then the crowd's getting behind that. And so once he realizes the crowd's all behind it, then he goes, release the wolves. And then the crowd just goes, what? What? And he's like, he's adamant. He's more than adamant. He's like, release the wolves, you know. And, and then, then we go, crowd. and then we go, okay. release the wolves. Yeah, like everyone sort of got into it then. Yeah, like, oh, should we? Okay, it gets embarrassing. Yeah, we don't anyways, actually like your drum. Like, we don't actually know your name, drummer. Massively, massively, um, release the wolves, release the and wolves. And what was the wolves? And I sort oh, wow. of left the. And then after that, he got out from behind his drums after the end of, you know, when they do their little bow for the end of the program and he's dressed up red, white and black and he's dressed up like a court jester. Okay. Uh, I was expecting that. And it turns out that he's <laughs> part, nice of, twist, part of a him. club called the, the the Jesters or the Court Jesters okay. or whatever and they're a division of like um, like a quote-unquote Illuminati group. Um, oh, and they're like, this is, yeah. you know, he is a part of it. Um, and this crew they apparently don't get up to mischief in in politics they stay right. away from the politics they're all just about uh it's like Gesturing. a boys club for having a good time ingesting like a rich club rich yeah. boys club are having a good time yeah but do anyways, you know how rich boys have fun they hunt humans <laughs> yeah yeah well who knows i'm not getting into like any weird stuff but i'm sort of i left that show saying geez that's peculiar like if that's um this call and response thing if this is some kind of like Chant um, that you chant like ooh, a, yeah, like a spell that's being. Uh, I'm, they, I'm, you know, I'm I'm not going to say this stuff happens, but there's plenty of um, you know documentaries you can get into that su- suggest that these that these call and response activities are like a form of ritual. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we, like we, do, we did that at uh, CFMEU. Yep. Uh, the uh, the union leaders do a call and response. We're the fucking union. Come on, boys. We're the, the fucking, fucking union. We won't take it. Now, is it contractually? <laughs> um, is it is it in a contract for this drummer? All the other Fleetwoods and the Max are going. Oh fuck. Well, they're taking their fifteen minute allotted union time. I'm mm. going, all right, we've got to have our uh, time to be break. Time to be Fleetwood union, Slack. Yes, Fleetwood Slack. <laughs> and, then, and then the drummer, because he's a drummer, and he's like, I'm not appreciated enough. So I want, in my contract, if I'm going to do this next tour, I want a 15-minute solo every bloody show. And then I'm going to do, Maybe. Me, I'm going to do me Jester Spell. All I was... Oh, not the Jester Spell. I wouldn't spell. usually <laughs> sort of bring this up, but all I was wondering at the time... <laughs> was that, I mean, it was peculiar. I mm. said, you know, it wasn't, it was the only time that the, the show was weird. anything, was weird, it was anything but entertainment. Well, you had okay. your Rihanna, 
You had your uh, steel horses. You had your uh, all the classic, uh, massive classics. Flat, flat, and then flat, you had okay. the guy flat just as a Mac. jester trying to uh, get dreams. everybody to yell "Release the Wolves." It made no sense. And there's not a song called "Release the Wolves." No. And I just said to the bloke that I was there with, um, like, "What's the bloody I wolves?" Don't, you know, not to look into that too much, but if he was playing it at anything sinister. That sounded bad. Mm. Okay. Like, it sounded <laughs> yeah. bad. Like, release the wolves coming from, you know, one of these guys. It's and, just what, like, and what if mm. he's got wolves? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah. a part of the show. It's like uh, Mr. Burns released the hounds. Yeah, of course, I don't of know. But anyways, like, in, in hindsight, um, Good I don't know. It, it was hindsight. a great show, but I don't, I don't know. Like, it was just saying it just sounded sinister and, 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 and big and... And, and can I pitch the next show? It's called In Hindsight. Yeah. That's a good idea. We did that. It's called The Past. Oh, okay. no. In, in Hindsight's a good good concept, actually, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. As a... As a um, we look back at all the stuff we've said on other podcasts and we play the clip and we go, yeah, In, in Hindsight. It wasn't so right there. We shouldn't yeah. have said that. Mm. Yeah, that's right. And maybe maybe we could say that about this section as well. Yeah, well, I'll get it in the end. Well, this is a good 10 minutes on Fleetwood Mac, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean... No, that's right. But my my point was that he was making a song and dance about something that you know could have if you if it wanted. I was saying it, if you wanted to view that through those rabbit hole eyes and ears, then that that sounded like like um like a sketchy occultist ritual. And and mm. release the wolves doesn't sound too good. <laughs> no, it sounds, it doesn't it sounds dangerous. What have you ever heard? Uh, release the wolves and, and being filled with confidence. Yeah. You know, um, and he was well, just so hungry. adamant. It was what about like, um, when Duran the crowd Duran. didn't respond, he didn't change tack like, oh, I'll go back to speaking gibberish or say something the crowd will get behind. He was like, nah, I want the crowd to say release the wolves. Mm. Yeah, well, Duran Duran, they're hungry like the wolf. They are. Um, what if you backward mask that? If you played it backwards, release the wolves is like, Buy our t-shirts. Okay, well, well, well I, can, I can actually do that right now. So let's say I'll, I'll do it, right? Oh, really? This is, You're yeah. going to edit that? Okay. Yeah. All right, put that little okay. note on your little... Release the wolves. Small what's yellow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Small what's yellow. I would put my game down, flip it, and reverse it, though. <laughs> Small <laughs> yeah, with yellow. I don't it's know what demon. they're saying. I it's don't a demon's know. name. Demon. Yeah, it's, it's like, a demon. no one ever says my name. No, no one, one ever says the tomb. It's a classic young young one's uh, sample there, Tim. Callback. Yep. Good Very episode good. of our lives. And this is probably the longest session we've ever done. Is it? Recording-wise. Really? Anyways, doesn't matter. That's neither here nor there. Is Went it? over to Coles. Never mm. send a hungry man with an empty bag of, um, a, of dreams. <laughs> uh, because... Your little flippity stick supermarkets can fulfill all your snacking dreams. I went in and I got a classic standard. I never do this, but yeah. I got a classic standard um, triple up. I got a crunchy bar. I got a violet crumble and mm-hmm. I got myself a Snickers. Mm-hmm. I, went, I, I said no Mars bar on this one. Right. Because I'm more of a honeycomb and nougat guy. Right. I'm all about your nougat. Yeah, because I like a good bloody uh, summer roll. Remember them? Yeah. They're all nougat. Yeah, that's all nougat. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I'm a nougat kind of guy. Well, I, you don't hear too much about nougat anymore. <laughs> nougat. <laughs> nougat. You keep saying it. It doesn't even sound like anything anymore. Mm. Is it real? Yeah. You know, I, I made my own um, honeycomb once. 
You do it with a, it's oh, yeah. like bicarb soda and this and fucking that, and you put it on a hot thing and it bubbles up, and then you scrape it, dape it off, and oh, yeah. plop it down into a. So you got you get baking sugar, <coughs> sugar, and something like that. You like caramelize the thing, and the baking soda adds and it foams up. Oh, it's and like then... making crack cocaine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, with a taste that can't be beat. Yeah, yeah. I've mm. listened to rap music. I know they use baking soda and hot yeah. plates. Yeah, you're, yeah. Hi- you're hip, hip to the street. It's funny that you've actually brought up Violet Crumbles because I've been, I've been getting into the Violet Crumble lately. Um, it's it's proudly Australian made and owned, right? And it's an old. It's an. I mean, it's one of our first confectionaries, if not if not um, the confectionery, but another um, legitimately Australian confectionery, which we we know about. You usually only get it at the Royal Melbourne Show. You know what I'm talking about? Pavlova, uh, the but wagon wheel, Melbourne Show. Yeah. I know the Melbourne show. Hot Jam Donuts? But, um, we're, trying, we're trying to work out what it is. Dim Sims. Because I know that's Tim not... Sims. Dim Sims is not a... I think that's a Victorian thing. I think it is. But uh, no, he's talking about confectionery. confectionery so yeah. what? Fizz Whiz. No. Uh, Birdie Beetles. Oh, Birdie ah, Beetles. I got your classic. Yeah. The Birdie classic Beetles. Birdie so you know you Beetle bag. Birdie Beetle bag, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's about like... Birdie Beetles are pretty hard to find. Oh, those biggest, biggest bang for buck. Yeah, well, the, the show. Uh, they always say that, don't they? But do you know why... That they're so economical. What's that? Ah, oh, I do. They have it's Beatles? It's the offcuts of Violet Crumbles. It is. Is it? Yeah. A Birdie Beetle is a Violet Crumble offcut. Yeah. Much like Vegemite is a byproduct of VB beers, ah. uh, which they managed to market as a tasty alternative to, to real eating, yeast. To eating real shit. <laughs> get, <laughs> get down on this jar of black yeast, boys. Yeah. Surely that fucking black gunk at the bottom of that can make us a bit of coin, boys. And, yeah. o- and obviously we all remember the uh, twisties were a breakfast cereal. Yeah. Until they yeah, until they added the, the cheese. And we all know that twisties in Italy are called Fonzies. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> yeah, so that just was a, a, a bit of a rebranding and marketing and they managed to Shape them into all the little biscuit bits or the, the crumble, the violet crumble, the honeycomb mm. bits. Um, Birdie beetle. Put them, put them in a beetle-shaped uh, character. Can, we, can, you, can you see chocolate. if... Um, can you look on your old little uh, tricorder thing there you got in your hand, your phone, right? Mm. Look up Birdie Beetle um, bag. Mm. See if it were featured at the show in the last year or so. Yeah, and what's happening, so. with, what's happening still... with the show? Is it a virtual show? Because I know the Clayton Festival is a virtual Clayton Festival. <laughs> Yeah. So I don't know. Is how it you... really? Yeah. What do you do? You you log on. Yeah, you log on while you, you're on the toilet. Yeah, and you zoom into the Clayton Festival as if, <laughs> as if, <laughs> like you barely go to the Clayton Festival in, in Clayton. real life. <laughs> yeah, that's IRL. true. IRL. Mm. Uh, this is the first I've ever heard of it. Yeah, I well, know I was no, because I asked you. Um, well, they were putting out submissions like for. Um, Oh, you did say D- that. DJs and stuff, and like band bands, and mm. I guess you would put you do a stream session, set nah. up here, and record it, nah, and then nah, send nah, it nah. to them. Nah, nah, that's what they want, isn't it? Bonk that! I'm not doing that. No, no one is. No one's. I reckon your yeah, Clayton Festival is going to have a maximum viewership of like 15, 16 people. Yeah, yeah. Right, and of that, eight likes. The, uh, Two yeah. thumbs up and eight likes, but <laughs> yeah. 15 people, which is a pretty good hit rate. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's, it's, it's got some traction. <laughs> it's got some purchase. <clears throat> How are you going over there with the old Birdie Beetle six? Well, there's no recent updates. It's really hard to find information on Birdie Beetle. Mm. Um, Give us a squidry deal. There's a, there's a Wikipedia like. read-up. Mm. 
And it just says it's a small Australian chocolate bar manufactured by Nestle. It consists of chocolate-coated bar containing small pieces of honeycomb that is shaped like an anthropo- anthropomorphised... 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 Gesundheit. Uh, we need, that, that kind of ruins the taste for me. <laughs> it was created as a way to use up honeycomb left over from the production of their violet crumble bars. Bloody genius. Yeah. Come, in, come in my office, Bobbo. I just want to say... Congratulations. <clears throat> Bloody champion of the week this yeah. week. The the way that you scraped that shit off the floor and <laughs> sold it back to the consumer is it's just what we're looking well, for. That's, that's, a, that's a classic Danos. Uh, shout out to Danos, long-time mm-hmm. listener and podcaster. He was working for some company that had something to do with metal. Metals. Yeah. Right. And week week one, when he gets in there, he, he realized that they were like the shavings of of the metal were just going into the bin. Yep. He goes, nah, boys. And so he organized some 40-gallon drums. And he just goes, look, don't tell anyone, just collect all the shavings. Yep. And they made, in scrap metal, like they had a a party at the end of the year. Yeah. And all the the head, like, uh, scammers or recyclers got like a 600 bucks each. Wow. Dan, Dan organised the, the party for yeah. everyone. And that's that's the kind of party. Up. A factory party is the kind of yeah, so you party throw... that you wheel the big cake out and the, the, the dancer comes out of the cake. Oh, like Do you reckon? Siege. That's Under party? Siege 2. Is it? <laughs> yeah, you just did Under Siege 2. But like that's the, that's the thing. The, the wasted product, the wasted offcuts of Violet Crumble turn mm. out to be a bloody... Commodity. A bloody mainstay or an Aussie confectionery. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing a birdie. And also I'm seeing wagon wheels have reduced in their size, size. A a full wagon wheel was a lot to get in. So it was a biscuit. Was your mouth smaller? Yeah. That's Uh, what I wonder. Or did they actually. Hand to mouth size was smaller. Mm. Wagon wagon wheel (laughs) seemed bigger. Yeah. It's funny that we're talking about this because I actually was, I ate a, a, a fun-sized chocolate bar. I ate a fish. Last week, a couple of <laughs> weeks ago, and I realised... I won a fish. I know who is really behind the World Economic Forum's idea of the Great Reset. Mm-hmm. And it's not the World Economic Forum. It's not Big Pharma or anyone like that. Who bloody is it? That's Big Snack. It's Big Chocolate. Because big if you, chocolate. Big confectionery. Big confectionery. Because if you go into your local Flippity Stick supermarket and get yourself a bag of fun-sized chocolate bars... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not fun. They're no fun. I mean, I've noticed that... So, like, a bar, for a bar to be a bar, Mm -hmm. it has to be slightly elongated like a rectangle, doesn't it? Okay, so... um, It can't be a block. Can't be a block. It's got to be a bar. If it's square, if it's it's a square... So, if you taper off the edges of a block, you got a bar. Um, So, you you think of of bar of gold. What's less than a bar? It's a piece. Mm. Ah, yeah. It's a piece. A portion. A portion, or a, yeah. Or a portion. <laughs> okay, so a hubba bubba like packet gum mm, is is a piece of gum. It's a no, piece of gum. But it comes it comes in a bar. Oh yeah, it's in bar. It comes shape. in portions. <laughs> it's wrapped <laughs> as a bar. It's wrapped but as a bar. Yeah. My point is that on upon inspection or opening um one of the fun size snacks, mm-hmm. um, it was no longer a bar, it was a square. And yeah. I realised that if they if they pander to their shareholders for another year and they shave off a little bit more of that yeah. bar, it's actually going to become a rectangle with ways. Well, we know that the yes. uh, Cadbury's big block 
over the over the generations has become a smaller and smaller. Is that smaller, how smaller the Toblerone was born? Right. Is that is that why Toblerone in its pieces are triangle? I don't know. I think that they're actually wedges. The they're called they're called tip. wedges. They're called peaks. They're called peaks. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We went into that in another podcast. Yes, we did. No, we were repeating ourselves. Yeah, we have yeah. constantly. Yeah. Constantly. <laughs> but what we're also doing is um re not re educating, we're we're reaffirming. Reaffirming that you know, that all makes sense. Mm. And what we say matters. And uh, what matters uh, okay. is what we all say. All right. I, I put this to uh, Cassie and Sean. And I think <clears throat> you might have been involved with this. Don't know. I'm a jelly bean fan. It's my favorite confectionery. There, I've said it. Right. And I rated it. And you can play along at home. And in your head right now, mm. don't say that aloud, but rate the top three jelly bean popularity flavors. Like, okay. For me, for mine, this is me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to influence, but Cassie said the exact same three flavors, but in opposite orders. Okay, so should we? Should we? Um, <clears throat> I go. Yeah. What? What you got to go? Should we say it at exactly the same time? Exactly. No, I'll just you just. It was a trust. It's a trust okay, exercise. It's a tr- yeah. I go. My favorite color is black. Right. Then I go white. Okay. And then I go a red. Okay. And that's my three. Jelly bean staples. Sean had the same answer. I agree. Okay, I would have said red, orange, and white. Orange? Yeah. I'll... No black. No black. Interesting. No. Yeah, Not I much say you're, you're wrong. Yeah, right. No, I'm a not... lot of people don't like the black. It's the least favourite for a lot of Cass, characters. Uh, name your three top jelly bean colours. Go, shout it out. Uh, white, black, red. There See? You Fucking told you. <laughs> hey. Not in the same order, though. You said black, order, but... black, white. Pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Am I still in there, Tim? Yes, yep. sir. Cool. Uh, there you go. That's why you um, you stick with the same person that knows all your answers. Like we, Cass mm. and I had when we started going out, we'd go right. If we're ever in the love game, the game love show, game, yeah, got to figure out your answers. So you go favorite. What's your husband's favorite artist? You go. I said, okay. Always say it's James Brown. Okay. And then when I'm asking Cass, I thought you were going to say John Bovey. Ice Cube. Okay. For Cassie. Right. You just do, you have a classic standard uh, answer, answer yeah, question yeah. sheet. Yeah, throw, throw out. Answer sheet. Cheat sheet. Cheat sheet. Yeah. To make so, you, to make it sound like your relationship is, is better than it is. Everyone else's. Okay. But yeah. it really is um like a, a heavy it's duty regime of rehearsals. Rehearsal and <laughs> rewriting. <laughs> um, yeah. I do love it though, so whatever. <clears throat> oh, well, it works out. Bloody, it's all just black. Yellow and tar. What would you say? Black, white, and red. Yep. In the end, isn't it? Yeah. What's the price for those shows, though? Don't you get a date with the person? And no, I think oh, you right. got to. I think you've got to out love the other couple. Like we know each other back and front. We know he. I know. I know her back. She knows my front. Well, oh, this yeah. is what this is yeah, what yeah. inevitably happens with a uh, production of, a, of one of these reality shows. Is like you've got to have your villain, your hero, your your antagonist, your all these all these <laughs> characters, and you 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 know. As long as you, as long as you're not the uh, arguing couple, mm-hmm. that they're gonna play that up. Oh, yeah. this week Sharon and Jesbot fucking couldn't get along. Yeah, yeah. And you want to be the um, the happy, happy, the one that everybody loves. Every, the one that everyone's rooting for. Oh, they know so much about each other. I wish I had that with you. And then the problems start at home where they go, why don't you know what Kellen and I uh, like? But here's what, they, here's what they don't tell you on the shows is, 
It's fake. Like, well, yeah, but <laughs> Cass, Cass and I, any long-term relationship, it, it's a fucking 20-year slog of going through the shit. So you go on the show to make it look like you really know each other really well and okay. love each other. It's, 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 a, it's a big farce. It's a, a show. fucking farce. It's a live show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. Well, there, you've proved your love to her, I guess. Um, yeah, well, she proved her love to me while I just said, say the thing that we've rehearsed. Okay, yeah, good. And she went, red. He doesn't uh, hit what? me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jelly bean. Jelly uh. bean. Yeah, we're here. That's a safe word. That's right. Jelly beans are safe word. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's got different levels, you know, like um, the purple jelly beans stop. Yeah, <laughs> red jelly beans keep going. Keep going. <laughs> it's starting to hurt, but keep going. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've done it again. I mean, jeez. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. I uh, I cleaned up the studio today to make it a little bit more comfortable. It looks like it motivated us to do two full episodes so that's 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 good day's innings that's feng shui in effect yeah it mm, is, it right is. see I've got these two goons staring at me and I'm staring at them because well, you were wrapping it up so we're waiting for your, your, your cues and once again thank you for listening to Jumping the Turnstile it's always a pleasure to have you on board and as I say every week I'm Jezbot uh, and I'm Sean enough. They hop, they dust, they climb, they go through two at a time. Yo, jump the turnstile, jump the turnstile. Jump the, the turnstile. Leap over the turnstile. Hop over the turnstile. I had to take me. He's like a ninja. Jump the turnstile. And it's no small thing. People have to jump the turnstile. I definitely jump the turnstile. Jump the turnstile. I definitely would do it once, twice. I would do it over again. Whenever I believe I have to do it, I do it, I get away because and there was no one there, so I figured it'd be. I've jumped some fairies in my day. I've definitely jumped the turnstile a few times. Jumping. Turnstile instead of just paying a two dollars and twenty-five cents. That little technique, I pull the turnstile back like that. Boom, boom. My upper body is not moving. My leg. Jump the turnstile. Jump the turnstile. The turnstile. We are the anti-bacterial wipes. This don't even look sanitary.